0: This is A Kansas Memory, a Kansas State Historical Society podcast featuring glimpses of Kansas history from documents in the Library and Archives collections. John James Ingalls came to Kansas as a young man to support the Free State cause and became one of the state's more respected citizens. Born in Massachusetts in 1833, John Ingalls graduated from Williams College in 1855. After studying law for two years, he was admitted to the Massachusetts Bar in 1857. Seeking a more agreeable climate, adventure, and greater opportunities to practice law, Ingalls traveled to Kansas Territory in 1858. He settled in the new frontier town of Sumner, Atchison County, and quickly established his law practice. Ingalls soon became known and respected as a scholar and astute political observer, but he was also admired as a man of letters. His correspondence with family, friends, and associates offers some of the most descriptive, articulate, and entertaining passages available in the Territorial Kansas collections. Many of his early letters were directed to his father, and the following, written October 5, 1858, reflects his keen disappointment upon first setting foot in Sumner, Kansas territory and finding it not to be the attractive city represented to him in advertising pamphlets. I
1: proceeded at once to the hotel from which my letter is dated, a house whose floors are as destitute of carpets as its walls are of paper, or its table of decency. It is quite a large building and resembles its representation in the lithographic fiction which was shown me more nearly than any other feature of the city. It is a rude, unfinished structure with no pretensions to comfort or convenience. It is situated at the summit of the bluff, on which the city is located, and is reached by a rude street of the most preposterous grade imaginable. It is immensely steep, more like the roof of a house than anything else I can compare it to, and so gullied with rains, so interspersed with rocks and the stumps of trees, in many cases several feet high, that a New Hampshire teamster of ordinary temerity would shun the task of traversing it. There are no churches in the place, instead of four as was represented to me, no respectable residences, no society, no women except a few woe-begone, desolate-looking old creatures, no schools, no children, nothing but the total reverse of the picture which was presented to me. I did not anticipate the clean and healthy thrift of a New England village, nor the noisy splendor of a metropolis but I am quite unable to convey to you any definite idea of the disappointment not unmingled with anger and mortification with which I contemplate the state of affairs here. Life presents itself in new aspects since I have fairly realized where I am and what I am here for. It seems more difficult and uncertain. I look at the future with apprehension rather than the exultation with which I imagined I should welcome the struggle. I am quite sure, however, that the discipline is what I need to develop that part of my character which has not hitherto been called into existence. And it remains to be proved whether there is any heroic stuff in my mold and whether or not in my hunger after the Western horizon I have eaten my own happiness.
0: Just three weeks later, Ingalls has opened his law practice and seems to have adjusted to his new surroundings and mitigated his disappointment and anger. In this October 24, 1858 letter to his father, he proudly relates details of his first legal trial and appears confident fortunes are turning in his favor. Exhibiting some of his literary talents, Ingalls also humorously describes the incomparable Kansas mud.
1: Meanwhile, the law business opens very well. I argued my first case here yesterday, and being the only free state lawyer in the county can undoubtedly build up quite a practice. I felt a freedom and self-command never experienced before. It seemed perfectly easy to badger and wind up a witness, to throw blocks in the path of counsel, and to confuse the court with the most remarkable points of law. And the argument was the easiest of all. The case was one in which a German had been sued by a doctor for a most exorbitant bill, of which I got the greater part disallowed. The Dutchman's gratitude was profuse in words, but he had no dimes and I am consequently as poor as ever. The climate here is inexpressibly fine. The days of the happy medium between hot and cold, which combines the attractions of both and the nights as bland and beautiful as June. The worst feature is the mud. Kansas mud is incomparable. In the mud line, it is a perfect triumph. Slippery as lard, adhesive as tart, cumulative as a miser's gold, and treacherous as hope. It forms a compound unique and peculiar that defies description. There are three colors, black, red, and clay. Differing in no respect except chromatically. It sticketh closer than a brother, entering every crevice and then accumulating in varied laminae and strata, many-shaped and many-colored, that can neither be kicked off nor scraped off nor any way avoided. It dries as hard as a mortar wall. A brush glides over it as it would a lapstone, leaving a hammer and old case knife the only resource. The usual method of cleaning boots here is to take them by the straps and bang them against a brick wall. It is quite efficacious, the only objection being that the process would soon bury the house as effectually as Vesuvius did the city of Pompeii.
0: One month later, Ingalls uses impressive literary analogies to describe for his father the desolate winter landscape around Sumner, but he quickly offers assurance that his spirit has not been broken.
1: We have had several days of quite severe weather. The ground is white with a slight fall of snow, and the river dark and dense with floating ice, impeding the steamers and threatening to shut us out from the eastern world at an early day. Standing upon the abrupt and crumbling shore of the Missouri, yesterday morning I thought I had never seen a stronger picture of ideal desolation. The turbid and sluggish waters of the river filled with discolored and rustling ice floating from the obscure, unpeopled tributaries in the far north. The snaggy sandbars dark with pools of melting snow. The grisly, skeleton-looking cottonwood forest beyond. A solitary crow perched on a half-submerged snag. A wedge of wild geese stringing swiftly southward with sonorous cries across a gray and level sky already heavy with the impending storm. Rationally, the scene should have been melancholy and depressing, but it acted like an inspiration, and I turned from it to my duties, with a feeling of elation that was prophetic of success.
0: Ingalls served as a delegate to the Wyantock Constitutional Convention in 1858 and on the Territorial Council. He held various elected and appointed positions in Kansas after it became a state. For several years during the Civil War, he edited the Atchison Champion newspaper. He later was elected U.S. Senator from the Sunflower State, a position he held from March 4, 1873 to March 3, 1891. This has been A Kansas Memory, a Kansas State Historical Society podcast. The documents used in this podcast are part of Territorial Kansas Online, a virtual repository of primary sources from the bleeding Kansas era. The URL for the website is www.territorialkansasonline.org.